Up next, your best bet pod regular Johnny Strauser joins me to review the Phoenix Open. Is Brooks Kepka back? It sure looks like it. Is Jordan Spieth back? I'm not quite sure. Maybe. Uh, we also talk about Xander Schauffele. Can this guy ever get it done on Sunday? Is he that interesting to watch? Is he another version of Tony Finau? We then preview the Pebble Beach Pro-Am without the Pro-Am and also without a great field this week and without very many stars. It sure seems like it's open for a long shot winner this week. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll even talk about Kenny Pigman being in the field, um, and which is going to be everyone's favorite by the end of this week. Uh, before we get to the pod, I want to talk to you about the Golf Garage. If you're like me, you're interested in improving your golf game in any way possible. The Golf Garage provides you everything you need for doing that. Um, three TrackMan simulators. Uh, you can play over 80 real and fictional golf courses. Um, you could even play Pebble Beach if you wanted to. There's uh, leagues that you can get involved with. Um, I'm involved in one. It's a blast. Love it. Uh, they also do club repair, uh, club fittings. Um, there's equipment there. Um, it's a heck of a place to hang out and be around the game of golf, especially in this awful, awful cold weather. Um, Matt and Dave, they will help you with anything you need. Find them on the north side of Fort Wayne off of Parnell Avenue, or you can find them on their website at the uh, golfgaragefw.com. Here we go. Let's get it started. Welcome to your best bet. It is a interesting week here on the PGA Tour as we are going to talk about the Pebble Beach Pro Am without the Pro Am and without a very good field and a lot of top players. Uh, before we get to that, we're going to review what we saw last weekend in Phoenix, which was a really good tournament, a really fun Sunday, and one of the most, uh, I don't know, buzzworthy Saturdays since the previous Saturday. Uh, joining me to break it all down, analyze it all, Johnny Strauser. Johnny, what's up? Uh, not too much. Uh, got uh, got golf and basketball here now that uh, Super Bowl's over, football's done, and now we can focus on um, uh Winning some money on, on uh, with the PGA Tour and and uh, some basketball here. Yeah, it's that stretch between the Super Bowl and I guess the NCAA tournament where there's there's NBA, college basketball, and golf. Oh, oh I guess hockey too for uh, for yeah, all you hockey nuts I mean, for, out there. Yeah, for you know, I'm, I I didn't want to bring that up because you know you you kind of hate it, but whatever you know. <laughs> uh, it's not a hatred. It's a just a general disinterest, I guess. Um, although I, I see scoring is is up this year, which is is kind of interesting and might make me tune in, you know, once once a week or something. Um, uh, let's let's talk about this waste management Phoenix Open that we had last weekend. And 
I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure where to start. Um, so I guess I'll start with with the last few holes Sunday afternoon, and then we'll get to Saturday after that. Um, the 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 tournament was wide open for for a while. For a while, it looked like uh, James Hahn was going to win this thing. Uh, Spieth and Xander came into the day looking like they were going to be, you know, matched up in sort of a a breakaway duel and. They sputtered on the front nine. James Hahn comes out of nowhere, shoots a front nine, I think thirty-one or thirty. He was he was five under, and then mm-hmm. he gets he gets to the back nine and looks like he is gonna you know throw up on himself, and he actually does. And he just I mean he hits a ton of bad shots, and then he drops from the lead as soon as he gets there, and um, and then literally out of nowhere, Brooks Kepka comes up and uh, uh, makes a few birdies and then he gets tied for the lead and then and then on the 17th hole he chips in for eagle and it basically wins him the tournament and um, it, it was it was it was really exciting the, there was fans you know that that really helped sort of make it just a little bit more exciting than it's been you know the last you know half year with with no fans. And so here we are. Brooks kind of breaks his slump, hasn't won in a while. We've been questioning his motivation, his health, and here he is in the winner's circle with his eighth PGA Tour win. He finally has as many regular tour events as he has majors. Uh, Johnny, what did you make of Sunday and Phoenix? Well, I mean, I mean first, I, I think the first thing that was just uh, an overall difference was, was the presence of fans. I mean, that alone seemed, I mean, they just, you know, we haven't seen that since, you know, almost a year. And and to see that kind of energy, especially with how that golf tournament uh, has, you know, traditionally uh, been run with, or attended, I should say, with all, with all the fans there. And just to have, you know, even if it was 5,000, 6,000 fans a day, they were loud and they were getting into it. And it was just kind of a really, really fun thing to watch. And and Brooks kind of grinded it out those those first uh, you know ten twelve holes and he kept himself in it but he wasn't um, you know he wasn't wasn't leading or anything like that until until the seventy first hole there um, but uh, but you know with with Xander and uh, and Jordan Spieth not really doing anything and and Scheffler. Uh, Scotty Scheffler wasn't uh, wasn't really pushing the, the guys either. Uh, he just kind of hung in there, and then him playing with James Hahn, I think that was a big deal because because you know James played really good that front nine, you know, was making a bunch of birdies, and then as soon as he rinsed one on the par five, uh, first par five on the back nine, there, I, I think Brooks kind of you know the blood in the water there and. Something kind of kicked in there, uh, you know. What what you see a lot of these, you know, elite professional athletes, you know, they've got that that uh, uh, extra, you know, little bit there, and and he just uh, hit some good shots and and continued to play steady. And then that pitch shot that he made on seventeen from that really difficult angle um, mm. was so t- was, so was t- unbelievable. I mean that, you know, he probably you know he would have struggled to make birdie, I think, but. He hit that shot so good that I mean it, it was nothing but going to go in there. But I, you know, he even m- mentioned it. I think after the tournament, how he got, you know, the the, the juices flowing, the adrenaline with the fans being there, and I think he kind of thrives off of 
that type of thing, whether it's it's positive energy or negative, but just energy because he's kind of a laid back, seem you know kind of personality there, and it was it was exciting uh, because with what Shoffley and Spieth both uh, not running away with it, that brought a lot of guys into it, and the conditions were perfect, so so you know the guys chasing them were were playing pretty good, and, and that shot on seventeen though was just. What was unbelievably good. I mean, that was just that was it right there, and and that did that won him the golf tournament. But get, good to see him back. Good to see him get a win there. Um, you know, because when he's relevant uh, in, in in terms of good play, not just in front of a microphone or, or anything like that. You know, he definitely adds to the you know the, the excitement of how uh, the PGA Tour goes throughout the season. My my issue with Brooks is. Uh, and so he talked about after the round about him, you know, working hard to get back, working his butt off. And, you know, there's been some dark times and, and, but on the other side, you know, he's also the guy that makes it sound like he doesn't practice. And, you know, he only, he only practices before a major and, you know, you can't have it both ways all the time. And, and that's what Brooks is, that's what Brooks is doing. He's playing both sides. You know, he wants to be like the cool guy, you know, that, you know, golf, golf is for nerds. You know, he'd rather play baseball, but then, you know, then he lets us in. Oh, actually I've been working really hard to get back to this point, And, you know, I've, I've missed being at the top. So you can't play both sides, Brooks. You can't, but you're, no. this is, this is what, this is his thing. <laughs> It it is he's he is your he's your prototypical jock athlete. I mean, you look at you look at most pro golfers. You know, before Tiger, they're they're a bunch of you know bunch of nerdy just plain guys. And now that we've got athletes into this sport, Brooks is your your baseball player, your football player, you know, whatever type of attitude. Where yeah, he's going to be arrogant when he's playing well, and then he's he's going to act like it's. You know, it, it doesn't matter to him. He doesn't care when he's not playing well, and which, in fact, it you know, I'm, I'm sure it does based on some of his comments. But you're right. I mean, you know, he's going to say things like that, and he's he's the one guy who's very uh, polarizing in that way, where it's just like you know, it's it's always his comments are always going to benefit him, and he's 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 always the one that's going to be disrespected. You and I have had this discussion before uh, about basketball players and football players. You know, when they win. The, the post-game interviews where they were like, they felt they were disrespected by the media, by the right. other team, by, you know, everybody was against them, and they just had to rise to the occasion. And, and Brooks is that same way. He's just your, he is your true jock athlete that uh, that's going to say that. So, you know, you, you, you kind of just take it for a grain of salt and just hopefully he, you know, he, he kind of does show some interest and now he's hopefully he's kind of looking at his career as a whole here and, and seeing yeah I've got all these major championships but you know I want wins on top of it um, to be known as a more complete player but it, that's just it, it's just one of the things that's that's Brooks being Brooks I I, I kind of think that who DJ is is who Brooks is trying to be which is DJ I think naturally doesn't really care he just goes about his thing he wins. He he's just he's just kind of nonchalant about it, and I feel like Brooks is trying to be that, but he's trying hard to be that. You know, he actually does care, um, and I know we're getting a little bit off the golf part of it, but that's I I, I think you know that's why Brooks is kind of polarizing, um, and 
I, I don't really know how many true fans he has out there. You know what I mean? Um, you know, yep. and I, I, it's just he's he's. I don't know. There's something about him that just grates my nerves. Really respect his game, and and you know it is. It's more interesting when he's in the mix and he's winning. Um, but that's that's my thoughts on him. Um, uh, as far as Xander goes, uh, I think it was Friday afternoon. I mean, he's blitzing the back nine, and I'm like, man, this guy is so good at golf. He's just such a complete player, and you know, then he's he's. He he does exactly what he needs to do to do on Saturday. He he weathers the speed storm on the back nine. He gets into position to you know Coley going into Sunday, and, and and then I thought he was rather atrocious on Sunday. I really did. I, I I was really surprised. He struggled off the tee where he had been dominant through the first three rounds. Um, struggle with the putter. And then we get to 17 where he's one shot back and, and obviously a hole that you can take advantage of in birdie. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, okay, he'll still birdie this hole and we'll get into a playoff. And and he snap hooks one in the water. And I don't know, are we to this point with Xander where um, is he just is he just a, I guess, an advanced version of Tony Finau? He's got, I think, four wins, but it's been a while. And he's in this position countless times. Um, I don't know. Thoughts on Xander? Yeah, I I think he's he's kind of your Tony Tony Finau light, and we talked a couple. I think it was a couple weeks or, or a month ago about Finau, and I, I think I had said that it was you know he's got something where he just doesn't have that uh, that that take no prisoner type of aggression. Uh, for Tony, it's it's uh, you know he's got a few little holes with his. With his the physical game, you know, short game's not the best. Uh, you know, his putting is is good, not great. Xander, I mean, what what is his one part of his game that, that's his weakness? And, and I don't, the, he doesn't have one. He's the one guy who's like, he's good at everything. I mean, he's good in, at, at driving the ball. He's a great iron player. He's a really good putter. He's got a good short game. And I think it's a very similar thing with uh, with what Xander's got as what Tony's. Uh, uh, you know what's happened with him quite a bit is he just he he gets a little he tries to be too perfect and maybe uh, you know with his golf swing and and he doesn't have that that grinded out type thing you know you look at a guy you know you look at Tiger Woods Tiger has you know had the you know the perfect golf swing still has and but he would he would know kind of how he's hitting the ball. And he would make the best of that situation there, and he'd be able to score regardless. Now, he rarely had a bad putting day in, in his heyday, but but with Xander though, like the one thing that really bothered me was okay. So on seventeen, there, you know, he, he he had that chip shot, had to get it up there by the hole at least to give himself a chance just to stay in the tournament, and kind of just kind of just flipped at the chip shot, left it. Yep. 30 feet short, something like that. That was just a, it was a lazy, lazy golf swing, you know, at, at that type type of thing there. And then you look at some of the tee shots that he hit earlier in the round when he hit it, uh, hit it into some of the, into the cactus, you know, snap hooking it. He just, he's got his one, he's got such a great golf swing. And sometimes when it's not working, you've got to, you've got to be able to figure out, you've got to be able to switch gears a little bit and just, you know, something that's going to get it in the fairway, something that's going to get it on the green, because 
he is a good putter, and if he could just uh, be a little bit more consistent. But he'll hit it. He was hitting it in the desert, so he was then missing greens, and then he's putting too much pressure on his on his putter, and that's kind of what he does though. Is he he he's got that good rhythm through the first three days, and then and and, and Sunday's different. Sunday Sunday the good players are are comfortable with being uncomfortable, and I think that's what uh, what some of these guys just haven't figured out yet and i'm and, and i think xander's that type of guy who can figure it out just like i think tony fino is but man though i mean it was just it was bad from the start and and i just you know it it, it was he he couldn't get it going and tried to kind of stay within his game there but there's got to be adjustments you got to make you know whether it's whether it's basketball whether it's football and even in golf, I mean, if you're if you're hitting it a certain way, you've got to figure out. You got to be able to at this level, be able to figure out a way to, to keep the ball in play and, and weather the storm. Even if it's for a whole round, it's for a couple holes, you know, something like that. But I, I, right. I think that that type of passive type, you know, uh, you know, kind of mindset, that's that's creeping up on him, and that's that's kind of concerning because he. I think hasn't most of his wins been from behind, where he's not played in the last group. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think his last win wasn't it the Century Tournament Champions in Hawaii. Was that eighteen or nineteen? I can't remember. I think it was yeah. nineteen. But yeah, he was way back of uh, Woodland, and uh, or or the, his wins have been in um, uh, you know fields that are smaller, or yep. no cut events. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like. I mean, he would only. I think he only needed to shoot two under, three under for the day to to win. And uh, I, I mean, I understand he didn't have his best stuff, but I mean, that's what that's what makes Tiger so great is is winning when he didn't have his best on Sunday. He just figured out a way to get it done. And even guys like Justin Thomas and, and DJ, we've seen them win without their best stuff, and they mm-hmm. figure out a way to get to get there. And Xander seems to be missing that. And um, just and just my personal stance on him. I I don't particularly enjoy watching him play golf. I, I don't know what it is. I'm just not that interested. Um, maybe he's so good that I just don't appreciate him. I I don't know what it is, but I just he's just one of those guys that's a guy to me. I know he's top five, top ten. I mean, but I just I don't I don't have I don't I feel nothing watching him play golf, and I I don't know what that is. Um, there's a few guys I feel that way about. Um, I'll root for him in the Ryder Cup. Yeah, that that's kind of weird, but <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I, mean, I don't. I, d- I I don't know. Yeah. Um. So Saturday. <laughs> um, yes. All right. So we go into Saturday with with Jordan Spieth is is kind of in the mix and uh, he's a couple shots back going into Saturday and. Um, I mean, he goes out and shoots a 62. Nine, 60. It's nine under there. 61. Right? 61. Was it 61? 61. Oh, he's 10 under. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Um, and, it, I mean, I, I know you're like me. We like to kind of be, you know, while we're watching, we're on Twitter and kind of just getting the whole, the whole sense of the tournament and, and, and also what people's reactions are. And... Uh, with Spieth, what he did Saturday, it was 
really incredible because I mean we know he's been he's been lost for quite a while now and I mean we're, we're talking about three and a half years without a win and, and just the last I guess two years really struggling and I mean he he was doing that thing where he was you know he was missing with the driver consistently and he'd find his ball in the desert and then he'd you know stick him to a two feet or he'd put it on the green to 20 feet and you knew he was going to make it and I mean in the middle of the back nine and then when we get to to the putts he made on 16 and 17 and the crowd was into it Mm -hmm. I mean after he made the putt on 17 I I like the hair on my my arm stood up because I was like oh my god I feel I, I feel something when I watch this guy. You know what I talk about with Xander? I don't feel anything. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Spieth makes people feel something for some reason, and there's not really many guys that you can say that about. I mean, we're talking about a handful of guys at maximum. Um, I mean, Tiger, this is obvious. Spieth, um, probably, in my mind, Mickelson and maybe Rory. Um, even guys like like DJ and Justin Thomas, I don't think they they create that type of reaction um, from fans, just at least casual fans. But Spieth just brings out you know this excitement in people, and, and um, I have a thought on why that is. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, first, don't don't you? I mean, Saturday golf Twitter. I don't know how much you were on it. I, I would assume quite a bit there. That felt, Saturday Golf Twitter about Jordan Spieth felt like like a Tiger Woods round. I mean, it did. Yeah. It, there was so much buzz, so many people rooting for him. And, I, you know, I've never been a huge Jordan Spieth fan. I mean, I've ne- I, mean I've, I always hope he did well. And, again, Ryder right. Cups and all that stuff. But, you know, it was always kind of like whatever. And then I think just, you know, going three years without winning. And I think people seeing – I think people have grown to kind of like him quite a bit because he's, he's always positive. He's not he's not a jerk or doesn't ever appear to be one that, you know, where, where he's, uh, um, you, know, you know, cast negatively. And I just think that uh, that type of thing, you know, with him – people finally being happy – you know, happy that he's playing well. I, I that's the only reason I can think because you know it, it got me excited as well seeing him, you know, hitting it close and then making these putts. I mean, I don't know what you think, but that that's kind of what I think is just just it's just more of sympathy. But you know, knowing that it's there, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I was, and I was I was more than happy to see him go low there. I kind of was hoping he would end up winning it, but I mean, obviously with the driver, he was he was losing so many strokes there and. He had to have a, uh, another great putting day, but I mean, why do you think? I I think I agree with all, with with what you said. Uh, additionally to that, I, I I think there's a relatability to the way he plays golf in, in some ways, and and I'm talking about like sometimes he can't find the club face, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially off the tee. And um, let me just say, he was really fortunate to be playing the course he was playing on Saturday. Um, he played; he's playing Torrey Pines. He's probably five, six over, but he was able to play a course where 
you know, he got good lies in the desert, and he wasn't obstructed, and he wasn't in cactuses. So there was a, a measure of fortune with his game, but I think that's why people kind of relate to him. And, and he's he's vocal. He's he's rooting on his golf ball every shot. You know, even on 17 on Sunday, you know, he's like, "Don't get in the water. Stay up. Stay up." You know, he's <laughs> he's talking to it like normal people would be. And um, of course, his ability is is you know you know, much, you know, stronger than any normal golfer's ability. But I, I think that that's sort of the relatability to the way he plays golf. And, of course, he's making 25-footers, 30-footers, and that's that's not relatable. And I think it's also, you know, people sort of root for him because he's doing it in such a different way than all these top guys. It's a little bit like I said last week with Patrick Reed. He's doing it in a different way. Um of course, we focus on on all the all the bad stuff with Reed, mm-hmm. you know, with 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 reason. But you know, he's he doesn't have the physical ability of of DJ and Brooks. Um, he's, I mean, he's a hell of a player, but he's got to do it in a different way. Yeah. And I think that's also you know part of the reason why people are pulling for him. And yeah, it, the Saturday Twitter was great because I mean it was blowing up, and and it was kind of like the last Saturday Twitter. But it was blowing up because you know the Patrick Reed rule situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the last last two Saturdays on tour have been yeah. have been so fun. <laughs> it's been great. Um, but yeah, so Spieth goes into Sunday, and you're like, "Is this it? I mean, is he gonna is he gonna really do this?" And it it just never felt good from the start. I mean, from the very start, from yep. the tee shot on one, yep. and it, it was a struggle. But even middle of the back nine, you're like, man, he's only one back. I mean, it's he's right there, and it just it just wasn't meant to be. Do you think this is the start of something, or is this was this just sort of a hot putting week? He hit his irons well, but is is that sustainable with you know the courses they're going to play? Well, I I think it could be. It's still too early to tell because he did hit his driver. Uh, you know, bad enough that I mean, if he does, if he does this like like you said anywhere, if he does it this week, if he does it, you know, in in any event, he's he's he might not make the cut. But you know, okay, so now he hit his irons pretty good. Now he's making those putts. You know, he so he's kind of the the old Jordan is 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 coming back. Major champion Jordan is 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 coming back. Is he getting his irons back? So that piece of his game, the putting, which is which is critical for him. I mean, that's. It is for anybody, but especially for Jordan. I mean, it, guy makes you know when he was in his prime there, um, you know, winning those major championships. He, you know, twenty footers were were you know what three and four feet were for us. So, right. okay, so now he's got a couple parts here that he's got to work with here. Now, now can can uh, um, you know can can Butch help him with the uh, with the driver here? Can we get some consistency with the driver and? I, I mean, he's trending that way, and I, I kind of like where he's at right now with uh, having this this uh, uh, good couple parts of his game here. You know, we've got Augusta here in a couple months, and, and uh, you know, he always plays that course well anyways, but, I mean, he's 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 a guy I'm hoping that would uh, end up, uh, you know, contending in that event. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm laughing because... <laughs> 
<laughs> you know where I'm going with this. So I texted you Saturday, yes. at the, toward the end of Saturday's round, and I said, hey, just just so you know, Spieth, Spieth's master odds are going to drop if he wins. They're going to cut in half. And so I just I just, I just, just pulled the trigger. I said, I'm doing it. Um, I think plus 4,000 I got him for. And then I, you followed suit. Um, it, it was kind of funny, but also, yeah, I mean, he could be headed that way. I mean, this could be the start. Um, like you said, he's just got to figure out some sort of fix with the driver uh, just to keep it in play and, you know, give himself chances because if his irons are coming around, that's the reason he was so great in 15, 16, and 17. Um, his driver was never a strength, but his he was one of, he was one of the three or four best iron players on tour that stretch combined with his you know ridiculous putting that's that was it so if his iron game is back um you trust that he still can roll in these 15 20 footers he's just got to figure out a fix with the driver yep i agree uh, um uh tpc scottsdale uh i think underrated you it's a good golf course from from you know being able to watch it every year i mean it is a really good tournament course because it's it's not it's not super easy. I mean, they, they they shoot pretty good there, but they had some really great weather conditions. But I mean, it's it's that back nine is is, is good. The front nine's really tough. It's got some uh, uh, it's got some tough par fours and, and a couple really tough par threes. But it kind of gives you uh, the the last you know four five six holes um, where you can make some make some birdies and eagles. And makes it a fun golf course to, to watch these guys on because, I mean, it, it, it kind of bunches up everybody and, and uh, really forces you to hit golf shots. But you can really, um, really get uh, get rewarded there. And, and I, I, I'm a big fan of the tournament um, just for that reason, just because it, it generally does, uh, you know, give some pretty good finishes. Yeah, it's it's a great uh, back nine course, made, you know, made for TV, so to speak. I mean, the last we know all about the like the last, I guess, four holes, but there's some really tough holes there in the middle of the, you know, uh, I guess early in the back nine. I mean, you really gotta you really gotta hit some solid shots, and uh, I don't know, I was impressed. I mean, that's a fun tournament. It's it's a good field every year. I think it's I think it's just a little bit of an underrated uh, event. It's kind of overshadowed by the Super Bowl, obviously mm-hmm. on Super Bowl Sunday, but um, I, I think it's fun, and obviously, we getting a taste of the fans, like you said, being back in it really, really added to um, the environment. Uh, any final thoughts on uh, Phoenix? No, I mean that was uh, you know it, it was it, w- it was a good event. Um, you know it. it uh, unfortunately, they've got that European Tour event that uh, that that is opposite of it um, in Saudi Arabia there, and they they pay. Uh, uh, pretty good uh, appearance fees, so it's gotten a little bit of a weaker field here the past couple of years. But uh, but you know it's a great great event because it's just the weather's usually good, the course is green, you, you got the brown desert, and it's just kind of a, a nice little like view of what summer is going to be. You know, months from now. Uh, yeah, it, you're right. The, uh, the the Saudi event has yeah, it's take it's taken a lot of top players. I mean, we saw uh, DJs played it for a few years, but even guys like Finau, Mickelson. Um, I mean, it's it has really pulled a lot of those guys away. Um, yeah. I, I anyways, uh, 
moving on from Phoenix, uh, so we head to the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which is, uh, I, I guess, ha- it's great news for everyone. There is no Pro-Am this year. You do not have to watch uh, Bill Murray play golf. And listen, no one loves Bill Murray more than me. Bill Murray, the actor. Bill Murray, um, the actor, exactly. Yeah, uh, I mean Caddyshack. I mean we we can go down the list. Yes. Bill Murray, the guy, is a little exhausting, and I I I mean I, I know how you feel about this. I mean I just can't <laughs> imagine people like watching him play golf at, at especially at his age now. Yeah, I I I don't I've never understood. I mean I guess you know there's the entertainment value you know of of what he'll do and. You just don't know, and and it's it, it was really funny the first I think the first five or ten years uh, that I watched the event. I mean, when he was uh, was it Scott Simpson's partner um, every <laughs> year, and and it was always pretty funny to watch him. And then it was like, all right, this is just ridiculous because Saturday is it, when the the main stars always play at Pebble Beach. You see seventy five percent. Of, of them are, are the celebrities and you only see 25% of the, the, the actual PJ Tour players playing one, you know, one of the you know, nicest golf courses in the world most scenic golf courses in the world so yeah I'm not not at all a fan of, of seeing that stuff like I'm going to be happy when I don't see Alfonso Ribeiro do the Carlton <laughs> dance when you know Dottie Pepper asks him for the the eighth time during the round to do it I just, I'm just okay with with not seeing that, <laughs> it, the the pace of play is also it's it's abysmal. It's like six hour rounds. It's 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 really it's too bad that that Pebble gets stuck with this. Uh, you know, I mean, it's such a great golf course. So you know, the, this you know, all the all the great views and and then we got to watch. You know, like these, and it's not even just celebrities. It's like. CEO of you know this company yep. and that company. I'm like I I, do, I don't care. I, yeah. You know I don't care how good this guy is or if he five puts the green. I don't care. Um, so the uh, the Pebble event is 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 a real strange one because it has had a. I, I mean it's been a weird list of winners the last six years. I mean we've seen Brant Snedeker here do very well. Uh, great great putter on Poa greens. Um, so he won in 15, Vaughn Taylor, Jordan Spieth, Ted Potter Jr. When he took down Dustin Johnson, uh, Phil Mickelson, and then Nick Taylor as your defending champion. Um, so they normally, uh, have three courses. Uh, they took out Monterey this year and it's just Pebble and Spyglass over the first two rounds. And then the entire weekend will be played at Pebble. Um, Pebble is a shorter course now, uh, six just over 6,800 yards. Uh, Poa greens, but they are considered pretty fast. These are the smallest greens, if not, I think it's second or third smallest greens on tour. Um, uh, what are some of the the things that you're looking at here statistically uh, this week? I definitely want to look, due to this, uh, the um – Small greens. I do want to look at the strokes gained approach. Uh, I think that's going to be pretty important because you're you're going to want to hit a lot of these greens, and uh, strokes gained putting is going to be very important. With them being being POA, um, they're a little bit different than Bermuda or Bent. Um, these, like you said, they do roll pretty good 
Although with uh, with some possible weather that's going to be coming in, they may be a little bit softer, they may be a little bit bumpier. Um, so we, we want guys who are going to be pretty good putters here. But off the tee isn't going to be as critical. They'll probably grow the rough out a little bit more than what they normally do. Typically, the golf courses play a little bit easier to try to make it a little bit easier for the celebrities and, and uh, um, athletes and everything like that, the, the non-PGA Tour guys. Um, but, you know, it might be a little bit more difficult. So strokes gain approach is good in strokes gain putting. And I think you said you were looking at those plus another one. Yeah, I definitely agree with those. I, I'm also – it doesn't. I don't. They don't have to rank high. I just need them to not be terrible <laughs> around the greens. Um, at least average is is kind of what I'm looking for. I, I guys with with these small greens will miss the greens. Um, I, I do want to see a guy that has a reasonable ability to get the ball up and down. Um, and uh, we could, you know, with Pebble, you're never sure if there's going to be wind or or not. So if it does get windy at any point. You know, there's going to be a lot of missed greens. I want I want a guy that has a reasonable short game, and it's one of the few tournaments where uh, length off the tee is is you know it can take driver out of a lot of guys' hands. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, you know tee shots that are required layups. You know, like say number uh, eight at Pebble. I mean, uh, that's a classic example of guys are going to have to hit three woods or long irons, whatever. Um, so yeah, you want to be in the fairway, but distance isn't isn't a big thing here. So uh, strokes gained off the tee isn't isn't a huge metric this week. Um, so yeah, stroke gained approach, um, you know, good POA putters, and uh, reasonable uh, chipper would be, would you know kind of line up. Um, taking a look at the odds, Johnny. Uh, so DJ was scheduled to play in this event, and he wins in Saudi Arabia. And we get news late last night that he withdrew. I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he didn't get word that you know the the pro am was canceled, and he realized he didn't have to play with uh, Gretzky, and he was he's like, I'm checking out. I'm not doing it. Um, so the field is, it is really a weak field. Um, I mean, I, I can't. Since we started this show, I don't know if I've seen a weaker field. It, it might have been close with the RSM um, in the fall. But uh, Patrick Cantley is now the favorite at plus 750. Uh, we got Berger and Casey at 1,400, and these are odds off a of DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, Will Zalatoris, everyone's favorite, uh, I guess, up-and-comer, plus 1,800. Jason Day at 2,000. Molinari at plus 2,200. Jordan Spieth riding the wave at plus 2,500. See Woo Kim at plus twenty eight hundred. Those are the guys under plus three thousand. Johnny, what do we think here at the top of the board? Well, like you just said, um, either either it's a, a top guy that's going to win this, or it's going to be somebody at the at the very bottom here. So this is going to be very very buyer beware here. Um, even like you know, what DJ was coming in at, at only uh, uh, plus th- uh, three sixty. He was probably going to be a good bet just because of the weakness of the field. So you look at the next guy, uh, Pat Cantley, at uh, you know uh, plus 750. I, I don't think there's good enough value on on him for for that. Um, two guys uh, that I like, uh, Jason Day, um, 
you kind of it's you know you, you get what you get with him and you, you risk him not being healthy enough for four rounds but he always plays his course per, uh, uh, well hits his irons mm-hmm. pretty good really good short game a uh, really really good putter when he's on so it's just one of those things can can he do a, a Brooks Kepka type thing where there's a little bit of resurgence there I think there's some pretty good value at plus two thousand I'll be uh, I'll be betting him before the tournament. And another guy, uh, uh, Frank Molinari, Francesco Molinari at plus 2,200. Um, good player as well. It's going to be only in the mid-50s all four days. They're talking about rain, and that's why a lot of these guys withdrew, I think, because of the impending uh, uh, weather that was going to be expected. I think he can kind of grind it out. He's been playing well the past couple of weeks. Um, I think there's some good value on Molinari. So those are uh, of those guys there. Those are the two that I've uh, I've kind of circled there to do some pre-tournament bets. Um, so I, I don't mind many of them, but those are the guys I like the most. Uh, I did I did bet Jason Day last night. I got him at plus twenty five hundred. I got nice. him while while D, while DJ was still listed uh, in the field, and they hadn't adjusted the odds yet. Um, so I, I kind of I got a got a good break there. I also bet Paul Casey. Casey's had good history here, um, and he's That's a, good a one. he's a good iron player. Um, yeah. Man, this is this is tough at the top. Um, I don't know if you want to, you know, kind of ride ride the Spieth momentum and hope he carries carries it over. He has one here, um, and, and driver is not like we, we talked about. It's it's not a huge thing here, so I could definitely understand if you would like to, you know, roll the dice on Spieth at plus twenty five hundred. Um, but of these guys, I do like Day the best. Um, my only concern with Day is is still his his irons in this field. He is 85th in strokes gained approach. Um, it's not great, um, but um, he does have a good history here. He's he's one of the best short games in the world, and still one of the best putters in the world. Um, so I think you roll with Day pretty reasonably. Um, he's third in this field putting Poa, um, uh, so that. You know that that place this this green these type of greens play to his strength. Um, past that, the next group we got Cam Davis at plus thirty five hundred. Uh, my man Sam Burns at plus four thousand. Max Homa at plus four thousand. Streelman four thousand. There's a uh, Ricky Fowler again. Um, he's kind of just lingering plus forty five hundred. And we got Brian Harmon, Henrik Norlander, Cam Tringali at plus forty-five. Anyone in that mid-tier that sticks out to you? Yes, um, Kevin Streelman. I, I think uh, at, at worst, I, I think he's worth a top ten bet. I'll be betting him probably win and top ten. Um, real short hitter, but always plays this golf course. Uh, always plays Pebble really, really well. And three rounds at Pebble rather than uh, rather than just the two. Um, I think that plays into his hands a little bit better. Um, you know, good solid player, like except for driving distance, but keeps it in play. Good iron player, and when he gets going, he can he can uh, um, you know throw a lot of birdies on the board there. So um, I like him quite a bit. Uh, plus four thousand, and then like I said, I'll probably throw uh, probably throw a top ten or top twenty bet on him as well. And then Henrik Nor- uh, Norlander. He played. He, I think he finished top twenty-five last year in this event. 
um, is playing better right now than he did last year. Um, uh, hasn't really been tearing it up by any means, but um, you know he's a good, real good ball striker. Uh, I think the weather may play into his his advantage a little bit. Um, same type of thing. Uh, plus forty five hundred on a on a win bet might look at him in the top ten as well at plus four hundred. I love I love Norlander this week. You you. You took the words out of my mouth with him. He's third in strokes gained approach in this field. Um, he is a reasonable putter. Ball striking is, uh, I mean, that's that's his big asset. He's been playing really well. Um, you could do a lot worse than him at plus 4,500. Um, and then my other favorite play in this range is uh, Sam Burns again. <laughs> I will not, I won't quit him. I won't do it. Um, this guy is so close. He he just can't he can't put four rounds together. Um, we saw him in the mix last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw him in the mix at Torrey Pines. Um, he slays Bermuda greens. He I mean he he picked up ten shots putting last week, but he lost five around the greens. That's that's a definite concern of mine. But this guy's been playing great for I mean six months now, and he almost won a couple times in the fall. He's almost won a couple times. Uh, you know, since the start of 21. And if you just look at his numbers across the board, Johnny, he is he's just so solid. He's third off the tee, 31st in approach, 10th in putting. Um, I, I, Sam, Sam Burns is going to receive a, a decent amount of my money this week. I just, I just, he's got the pedigree and I think he's got the talent and he just needs to break through and get this thing done. Um, moving past that mid tier, to the plus 5,000 and above group. And, Johnny, we'll just kind of go from here and pick out a couple guys that we like. Uh, a guy like Phil Mickelson this week, uh, we were texting about him today. I mean, he, he has a reasonable chance here compared to a lot of courses. He's coming in at plus 5,000. Um, guy I really like down at plus 7,000, Doug Gim, the Gim Reaper. He profiles really, really well for this golf course. Um, I really like him. You could take a shot on Matthew Neesmith. Um, uh, at plus 7,500, uh, he played great last week. He is, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but he is actually in this field first in strokes gained approach with uh, DJ withdrawing. Um, so that's, that, that's something that definitely favors him. Um, and, um, Mav McNeely is my other guy at plus, uh, Plus 10,000, 100 to 1. He had a top five here last year. Um, if no other reason, I like guys that have some course history. Um, who you like in that group? I I have to echo a lot of the guys that you just picked out. Um, I About Mickelson, he's won here five times. Um, the, the length won't be that big of a deal, but he knows how to get around Pebble Beach really, really well. Um, if he's going to win an event or uh, a regular uh, PJ Tour event, this one's going to be it. At, uh, and with a weak field, you just never know. I, I'm not going to bet him to him to win, but I could easily see plus 450 top 10 um, or even uh, plus 200 top 20. I think he can make the cut. And, um, you know, if he has a good week here, um, I, I like him quite a bit there. Um, you said Gim McNeely. Um, I'm going to throw in there uh, uh, Russell Knox. Um, good ball striker. He's I 
gosh, he was like top 10, I believe. Not quite. Top 20, top, okay, top 25. Putting, putting hasn't been great, but good ball striker. Um, again, I'm going to go, I'm going to go based on this kind of poor weather thing that hopefully he, he's, uh, uh, you know, being from the, the British Isles there that he's, you know, used to this weather, going to play pretty well in it. Plus 7,000, that's pretty good. Plus 600 for a top 10. Neesmith, um, yeah, great ball striker. We missed out first round lead from last week. You know, we, we said to bet him for first round leads. I like him on a first round lead this week, depending on what course he plays. Um, yeah, definitely like him. And then also, um, there was one other guy here, uh, Brant Snedeker. Uh, always had some real good success here. Plus 10,000 uh, for a win bet, plus 800 top 10. Um, putts, putts point are really good with his stroke. Um, you know, if he, Num- he he's number one in this field, number one in this. There we field go. On Poa. Yep. I think he's worth something. Find find something you feel comfortable with 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 this guy, uh, whether it's top ten, top twenty, top thirty. Um, he'll he should make the cut. I would think he hasn't been playing uh, overly great the last couple of years. I mean, he's had had his up and down week, or he's had a couple up weeks with mostly down, but. You know, when these guys get on golf courses that they feel comfortable with, um, you know, they, they tend to tend to kind of exceed the expectations there. And I think he's got really good uh, – he's got a really good odd, odds at that um, plus 10,000 there. Um, Scott Stallings is, is another guy that I don't mind. Um, but I think the ones that, that, that you mentioned, I, I had written down in my, my notebook here to, to agree with you on all those. Um, just to echo, yeah, Snedeker, he, um, he played reasonably at Torrey, uh, a couple weeks ago, and I think he just wanted to see something from him. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think at that number, you have to, you have to go in on him for either a top 10 or, I mean, if you want to get aggressive, uh, a win, um. As we go down, Johnny, this is this is where I mean we've talked about at the beginning. There's been I think four winners over a hundred to one in the last seven or eight years here. Um, so there's there's a distinct possibility we're talking about the winner or or, or the guy is that's going to win this tournament is in this range and we just don't know yet. But um, this is where you're just you're taking a shot and uh, with with this weaker field. And you know, without a a guy that's been really dominant, not not playing this week in DJ, it really opens things up. So you're you're kind of just looking for a couple of these skills that we're talking about. Um, uh, I am I am going to talk about Pat Rogers <laughs> uh, because I can't I can't not talk about my guys. I've already talked about one in Sam Burns and Rogers is uh, someone that puts Poa really well. He's second in this field on Poa. Um, he's reasonable around the greens. Um, his weakness is probably iron play, actually. Yeah, he's actually a pretty so good putter. He's yeah. just a... and he's he's long off the tee, but his uh, he's he's not he's not great with the irons. Um, we're talking about a guy that 2011, 2012 was the number one ranked amateur in the world. He was beating Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, and he has not yet won a pro event. And he's been, I would say by everyone's expectations, a massive disappointment as a, as a pro. Um, but I still believe in the talent. Um, 
I think at that number you are looking for a guy at 150 to one that that has something, and he's got a couple of these skills that I like. Um, sort of going down the board, Nate Lashley at plus uh, 17.5. He's someone that flashed last week. Um, he played reasonable. I think if you want to take a shot on him, I would be okay with that. Um, and I, I still like Davis Riley at, at, at plus 20,000. He, he's a guy that won a couple times in the Corn Ferry Tour last year. Um, he's just sort of getting experience at this point. But uh, even a top 10 offers, uh, I mean, what is that? Plus fourteen hundred. Um, any anybody down here in the bomb range, Johnny? That that is worth talking about in your eyes. Well, I actually had uh, uh, I had Lashley uh, circled on mine. That was the one guy who I saw down here that was that was actually worth a a win bet. Um, one thing to look at this, and one thing to think about how this tournament is is set up with with the type of field it is. We're getting close to the end of the West Coast swing here. So a lot of these guys who are, are kind of fringe-type PGA Tour players, they can't choose their schedule. A lot of times they weren't able to get into some of these events. They want to get into the Florida events. So it's critical that these guys get a high finish so they can get uh, FedEx Cup points and get in a position where they can make their own schedule rather than have to either Monday qualify or be an alternate here. So you're going to see some hungry, hungry players here. Uh, down at this list here that are that are gonna uh, make some noise here. So normally how we bet is is you know you you pick a couple guys up top there and you might throw a couple bucks on on some bombs. This might be worth betting a few more guys at much much smaller amounts because I think it's gonna have a a larger uh, larger array of people who can actually win. Um, so there could be like you said could be guys that could do that. Um, or even finish high. If you're not comfortable with betting a winner, look at the top 10s and top 20s. Um, but I like him. Um, like you had said, Nate Lashley is going to be a guy. I'm going to bet a couple ways there. Um, Davis Riley, he had a pretty good Friday and then kind of tailed off there. But I think he's got some ability to to make some noise. You know, you're going to see a guy like... Aaron Baddeley. I mean, I know he was brought up weeks and weeks ago, but <laughs> he was. He he plays this golf course pretty good. He's a he's a f- fantastic putter. To, so you know maybe he's worth something in a top thirty, top forty range. And and I don't is he going to win? Probably not. But you know he could he could come up there. Uh, Bo Hostler's a really good putter on Poana Greens. Um, is Bo Hostler going to win? I don't I don't really think so, but. I mean, Bo Hostler in a, in a top 10 is plus 2,000. So, you know, he might be worth something to, to keep an eye on. Um, you know, man, those are... Man, Ian Poulter tore his heart out two years ago. Three yes, years ago. that's true. He almost yeah. won the Houston Open, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he he's just fallen off the earth since yeah. then. Yeah, well, Ian Poulter kind of can do that to, <laughs> to people. <laughs> yeah, he can. Yeah. Uh, Holy shit, Matt Gogol's in this field. Matt Gogol, yeah. Matt Gogol. <laughs> Matt Gogol. The, got, I think he got fired from the Golf Channel and you know, when they when they went up to Connecticut there. and So maybe he's, he's trying to play there as a former champion. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's, Matt Gogol. There's, there's some names at the, at the bottom of this field. Uh, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Pigman, uh, we need to talk about. <laughs> Uh, I can't. I can't make that up. Kenny Pigman is 
<laughs> I didn't know Kenny Pigman was playing. Uh, I, I I didn't I didn't look at the analytics on Pigman. Um, I, I can't make it up. It's really Pigman. Um, I did not know he was playing. Oh, I might have to just throw something out. Of yeah. There. Um, um, I I I was gonna mention um, down down in this range before I before all these random guys caught my eye. Um, uh, Akshay Batia. Um, you mentioned the, the strategy of, of smaller bets or top tens, top twenties. Even you could get top thirties, top forties on these guys, and there might be a number. Uh, Akshay is at plus twenty two hundred for a top ten. Um, this guy is super young, but a lot of talent. Um, and, and, and you just never know. Yeah, um, I, I do like I do like him in, in a future. You know, I think he's going to be a, a great player, but and yeah, this 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 event is going to make these guys who who need to earn those FedEx Cup points. They're they're gonna they're gonna play well. They're gonna they're gonna grind it out. They're gonna um, you're gonna see some guys at the bottom here. So you know whether you you throw like you know a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, you know whatever it is, whatever your your partial bet is on some of these guys, you just never know. I mean, you could throw in there. Um, like like you sometimes will do is you'll pick uh, you'll pick guys who have some pretty good odds and even if it's just a few dollar bet you know you just kind of forget about them and then you know Sunday when they when they you know get in contention and maybe take the lead you end up winning a bet. Uh, I I had to double check on Sunday I when Brooks uh, got in position on fifteen I was like did I did I bet Brooks because I I I, it was, I just had he was in, on my radar at that point and I, I forgot I did because he was well plus five thousand and I didn't know if he'll ever be that low again and now we know he won't I know you mentioned you debated between him and him and Rick and uh, yep. you just kind of you went with the wrong guy which is understandable. Yeah, um, I did win a top ten bet with Brooks, but that was not not the same payout as you, with probably the same bet size. But yeah, you did pick a, another winner. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't on the uh, here on the podcast, but that was still a real good pick, though, to be able to see those types of odds and and uh, you know listen. You know when we when we throw out these names, you know we don't necessarily we'll give them as our our, our locks here, but that that we're gonna bet. But I mean, it's something that we'll always look at. Yeah, I know Mark and I both talked about Brooks just being yep. in that number. I mean, it's um, any anything else, uh, any matchups or any any make the cut, miss the cut uh, that you got? Yeah, I looked at the make the cut, miss the cut. I don't really see a guy I feel comfortable as missing the cut. There's the the make the cut bets are real hard to to find any kind of value on. Um, yeah. There is one now. I, I did see it on points bet. If you if you guys do points bet, um, this is funny. But David Duvall to make it is paying out at like plus twenty five hundred just to make the cut. I mean, you know, if if you think that he probably won't break eighty either day, but I mean, if you if you think he's got lightning in a bottle and you throw a couple bucks on him, I mean, plus twenty five hundred. You know there, but but anyways, uh, to to miss the cut, I I don't feel any of these top guys, which are the ones that have pretty good value to miss it. I I, I don't see anybody I feel comfortable with, but I did ha- I do have two matchup bets um, that are on uh, DraftKings. First one is Kevin Streelman. Uh He's uh, plus one twenty over uh, Will Zalatoris, so plus odds on that. All, all in on streels this week. I'm going to go at all in on streels. 
<laughs> okay. And then my other one, um, I really, uh, really liked is uh, is Francesco Molinari. He's paying uh, minus one hundred six over uh, Siwoo Kim. I, I just I don't. I, I, Siwoo just doesn't. I just not feeling it this week with him. Um, I just I, I don't know if it's if it's a couple weeks you know if it's a month or whatever after his win here or something like that. I just I, I think I, I like Molinari quite a bit this week, so I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna ride the, the 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 tournament matchup again. This isn't first round. This is tournament matchup, and then like I said for first round bets. Um, which hopefully we'll put up on the uh, on the Instagram page here. Uh, Nismith, Matthew uh, Nismith, uh, Cameron Tringali, and Russell Knox. Like I said, we'll get those up on the on the page there. Yeah, and I, they'll probably split the first round leader bets with the, each yes. course, like they they have been with the multiple courses. Um, takes the odds down, but um, still fun to do. Um, my two matchups are. Um, I'm, I'm going to take Sam Burns over Cam Davis, who I also love, but I don't think this is a Cam Davis course um, for me. And uh, this one is super random, but this guy has played well for two weeks, and now it's Andrew Putnam uh, uh, over Ryan Moore, uh, minus 110. Um, you could parlay those together for a uh, two-leg matchup parlay at plus 282. Um, Sam Burns, Andrew Putnam. Not mentioned in the same sentence very often. Um, that, that that is there is there is no Kenny Pigman uh, um, t- tournament matchups. I'm I'm a little disappointed. We could have did a Pigman versus Matt Gogol. That oh, would have been. Uh, I would my have that. goodness, we might have to points bet. You can actually request a bet, so I might actually uh, have to tweet them about we, that tonight. We need to get a a Pigman bet. That would be great. Um, uh, final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, final, final thoughts th- on yeah, the we- Pebble Beach Pro Am. Um, no, no, just like I, like we'd said, I, I don't think there's a you know you may have to vet, bet more guys. Um, if you if you don't feel comfortable with with the win bets, there's a lot of value on top tens and top twenties. Next week's field is going to be great. The following week's field is going to be great. So if you don't want to spend a lot of money on this one because you're just not sure who to pick. Save your money because uh, Genesis is next week, and that's that's a fantastic field, and and they go to a WGC. So, um, that's a good point. Yeah, so it's you know we'll hopefully we'll be able to find a winner here this week here, but just uh, keep an eye here, and um, hopefully uh, hopefully we end up um, finding some winners. Yeah, the uh, the Genesis next week at Riviera, a, a elevated tour event. Um, yep, invitational. Yeah, Tiger's a host. Um, yeah, uh, I I just echo your thoughts. Yeah, you could you could definitely kind of take this week as a breather a little bit if you wanted to. Um, you know, save some of your funds for next week when it's a uh, you know it's, it's a it's a real big one with a great field. Um, but if you're degenerate like us, you'll find a way to bet on this. And uh, I actually love I actually love these events. I think you could you find guys that are deep deep down in the, in the field that could win, and you, it could really pay off. So I actually I love these type of events. Uh, Johnny, thanks again. Uh, look forward to having you on again. Uh, I guess next week I I, I really want to have you and Mark on together so we can kind of debate some some major golf topics like this uh this 
ongoing distance debate. I think that'd be great. Yeah, uh, hopefully we'll get be able to get, be able to do that soon because uh, I have a wouldn't wouldn't mind arguing stuff with him. I'm, I'm sure he 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 <laughs> would he takes. would feel the same. Yeah. Um, picks on Instagram, your best bet pod. Uh, check us out sometime tomorrow, which would be Wednesday. Um, and uh, enjoy Pebble. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.